0: Welcome to Pamoja, a podcast that explores gender, culture, and social issues affecting Muslims in Uganda and beyond. The Pamoja podcast is created by Rehama Namkose, made possible with support from the Ugandan American Muslims Association, and is produced by 8 Media Pictures. You can find the podcast online at SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, on iTunes, and anywhere you'd like to get your podcast. You can also find us on our social media platforms, on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter at Pamoja Podcast. You can send us your suggestions for topics at Pamojapodcast at gmail.com. Hi. Welcome to Pamoja. In today's episode, we look at the experience of growing up in an interfaith family where one of your parents is Muslim. And how the episode is going to run is that we are going to have two guests for the first segment of the show where they'll be sharing their stories. And in the second part of it, we will host someone who's been on the show before to have a conversation, a more extensive conversation about the experiences. Um, a little bit about the context of this topic. Um, when you think about growing up in a family where you know one of your parents or your parents have different belief systems, they practice different religions, um, what does that feel like? I think it's important, first of all, we take um, a very good understanding into consideration about the context we are talking about Uganda is a predominantly Christian, you know, society, where, as according to the 2014 Uganda National um, Census, only 13.7% of the population subscribes to Islam, so the population is about 40 million people currently. And so, therefore, interfaith marriages are, like, commonplace. And secondly, I think it's important we note that we live in a, in a patrilineal society where an individual's kin group or clan membership is stressed through the male line. Therefore, for, for the most part, children um, inherit their father's culture, language, religion, and this forms a big or a dominant part of their identity. So with that being said... How would you think um, you know, someone growing up in such a family would experience life, would look at, you know, religion and, and <coughs> how the how do they interpret, you know, the world around them? Uh, welcome to the first part of this the um this episode where I'm hosting two ladies um who are not able to join us in studio, um, physically, but they are joining us via mobile. So we are calling them. So that's why you will hear some, you know, disruptions um, here and there. We hope that we keep it at minimum as we go along. Um, welcome Hafsa and Shamim.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, Thank you Emma. Um. So as, as I shared earlier with you both, um, yeah. we are exploring the topic of, you know, growing up in a family, um, an interfaith family where one of your parents is, you know, um, Christ, sorry, Muslim and the other is, you know, practicing a different faith or not at all. Um, yeah. And I wanted us to come at this topic from a very, you know, a very open mind by sharing our stories. Uh, what was your childhood like? What is it like growing up in a family with two parents of different faiths, with one being Muslim and one being Christian? I've not introduced these individuals because uh, one of them prefers to be as an as possible. And that's why we haven't gone into the details of who they are.
2: So Shamim, how was your childhood like? Uh well growing up, uh, my dad is Muslim, my mom is uh, Anglican. Yes. So growing up as a child I didn't understand which was speak. Yes. Because my dad being a businessman with other families was Mm the way most of the time. Mm -hmm. so literally I would spend more time with my mother, who was of course a civil servant and uh Sunday was a free day to go to church. Yes. So I would go to church, and um, later when I joined primary, I went to Gaya Yes. where church was a must attend. Yes. So I grew up knowing that was the religion. However, my people keep mentioning, oh, you're a Muslim, by the way. Oh, you're a Muslim, by the way. Your dad is Muslim. But because he was never there for the time, yes. I didn't get an opportunity of growing up. Yeah. Uh, with uh, mostly with the Islam values and uh, instilled in me right from childhood. Yes. So like I think when I was about nine, we were staying in a community where we had Muslim neighbors. So at some point, every time they went to, to classes, to Islam classes, my mom would tell me, oh, by the way, you should start along with those guys and then study the yeah, yes. religion. And that was the case. But because when I would go back to boarding school, that was a must actually required us to, to have some some bible verses up your, up your head because the next one would come and say, Hey, I mean we're leaving us to a prayer today and that is a Bible verse. Yes. And then when I get get back home, my mom says, Oh, we should tag along with these guys and go for the classes. I see. So very much that, that kind of confusion mm. until when I go to around um thirteen. Yes. Now, when my dad takes my time with us. Yes. And uh i got an opportunity now of getting to know that actually I need to practice Islam. because so it would be like, oh, you got to wake up early for prayer. I want you up. Yes. That kind of thing.
0: Yes. Did your father, like, you know, um, get for you resources, materials to study the religion? Or no, it was just... You know, just no, telling you. actually
2: it yes. was unfortunate he did yeah. the fact that he was always aware. Yes. He didn't actually know what was going on because being a businessman, he's coming maybe like Friday night, mm-hmm. off, and then Saturday he into town running his errand. Yes. So he's even less concerned that my child got the most or something. So actually, my mom who push for it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't provide resources until now when I got 13, when he spent more time with us, that we knew the need of celebrating it and would be so excited we're going to get new clothes. for. Yes. So that's when actually he kicked in, mm-hmm. but earlier in the, in the lower years, um, he wasn't. There.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, so Hafsa, can you hear us? I, if I got this, this right, um, you grew up with, you know, um, your parents okay. separated when you were young, right? Yes. And, and so you ended up growing up with your Christian mom and, and she, 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 she brought you up with, with, you know, Christian values and, and yeah. you, you celebrated Christian holidays. And so you didn't get a chance to study or learn about Islam, right? Uh-huh. I see. Um, but, but,
2: but there was a fact I hadn't told you. Yes. I thought I went to a church Catholic school. Yes. So somehow it also played up. It it hide and stick on me. Yes. Because they, I have grown up knowing God is, uh, is God, and yeah, I have purchased a team. Mm-hmm. And i married. It's tricky. But being it that I had been brought up for the past over 18 years, being that I was that rich yeah. I think that's not so much. Yes. I still knew how to decide
0: that, you know what, this is more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, maybe let me just ask this. So, are there any okay. specific memories, um, good or bad, or any conflicts, any specific memories you have? Yeah. That With my dad. in regards to the differences your parents had um, in faith that affected how you, you know, you grew up or how you viewed the world when you were younger. Okay.
2: Uh, one of the lessons I learned was you shouldn't make a very My mom never stopped anyone to make a decision. But if I, went in, if I told her today I want to be Boston, she wouldn't be more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because she has you too much
0: time. Maybe I should ask um this of Shamim too. Um so do you have any specific memories so good or bad or any conflicts like anything, especially in regards to the differences within your you yes. know um the way yes. your parents were practicing their religions and how that affected you. Do you have any specific
2: yes. memories? Yes. That? Um uh, I remember um I had I went to a Catholic founded um from my senior one to Singapore. However yes. religion was diversity was there, so yes. I would attend the the Islam I was being Catholic mm. I would still attend the the Islam because that's the time I told you my dad at around thirteen showed up staying longer with us. Mm-hmm. So somehow I got to know the Islam values in me and um, well, I did C R E. So yes. when I was going to HSC, my dad wanted me to do Islam. Yes. And then uh, I was not actually opted to take and I go to work an Islam founded school uh, where I go and they're like, no, we can offer her Islam. And I'm like, no, I can't do Islam since I've been doing here, I need to do divinity. So there was a conflict between my parents. Mm-hmm. So one is saying, no, she has to do divinity. The other says, no, she, she must go to this school. She has to do Islam. And that's, and that's my word. So I'm like, by the end of the day, it's me who's going to do the, the course uh the, 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 what is it called? The conversation, yes, so thank you guys? <laughs> so at the end of the day, later, I had to drop it for yeah. the interest of the two, yeah. and, and I instead went for head with geography and uh interpe- entrepreneurship, yeah. So, yeah. But to that my mom kept saying, If you had done the music, I'm pretty sure you had performed, he'd have performed this, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, yeah. Interesting. And, uh, yes, and I think there is one copy of my name, yes, because I kept my name, I love my name, better, really. yes, but so, people keep. Because she me, attached me to my name. Yeah. I lose out the fact that I am not what I didn't say that I am. Yes. I, I didn't drop the name, so I love my name. Yes. So that is the only one conflict I've had, but yes. the rest are positive. Yeah, So I was still adding up onto that. I think that conflict hasn't been enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, when I was getting, uh, I'm now married yes. to a Catholic man. Yes. So well, of course, okay. now, of course, That's now that brings a lot of confusion and conflict between the parents. Oh. One is supporting. Oh, after all, that is the great. The man goes and the other says, "No, my daughter doesn't get married to a non-Muslim." So, Muslim. so by the time I communicated that, you know, I'm, I want to bring my fiancé, intends to come home and and yeah, his intentions of marrying me. And my, it took my dad almost because they communicated in April. It took him almost uh, seven months to come to terms with that and say, fine, let them come home. Yes.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm yeah. curious. So before you took the, before we get into the discussion about what you've chosen to do now with your life as an adult, um, maybe let me first ask, you talked about values. Do you have any yes. specific values you think are unique to your experience growing up with parents of different faiths that you feel, yeah, course, you know, you've course. carried yeah. forward?
2: Okay. Uh, values. Let me, let, me, let me say something before I proceed to the part of values. Yes. If there is one thing I can confirm is that the father builds up the character of a child. Yes. So I can tell that seeing it, that I did have a father's picture when I grew up.
0: Yeah.
2: All the other sides of me are like my mom. You cannot talk to me and even if I don't speak like my mom. Oh yeah, so, I see. Things like I missed a father figure when I was growing up. Yes. That character wasn't built. Maybe I would have learned more if I was Muslim. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have known <laughs> this and that. Because if only a father knew how to, value, to 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 consider what was given me who came in the picture. Mm-hmm. Maybe said, I'll cancel all the divorce and say, to teach my children good and teach because I believe he was a very good man. But yes. because I lost change, today I am what? My mom has figured me to be and I can't even say what God has planned me to be. Yes. My values, one of the easiest things I learned is decision-making. I do not waste time on that. Yes, yes I take it in, sleep on it, do it, tomorrow morning I'll have a, an answer and back up, I'll take it back I, I take and what other people say. But one of the things this freedom has taught me is I freely express myself. Okay. Because I have grown up to accept who I am.
0: Okay.
2: I am this, what I've been made, I have to be with this. So I have to accept it every morning and face the world with a confidence. I am this, and I'm bringing this on the table. Do not expect something different. Yeah. So I have that natural zeal. Imagine if I had a man figure to model to polish shit up. And, you know, I feel maybe I would have been better because Mm -hmm. today I can't fail to say I admire my my friends who have two parents. I love them. I mean, they have that freedom, the the liberty, the relationship. The relationship between the father and the the daughter or the father and the son is always the same relationship we have with school.
0: Shamim, do you want to talk about the values part of the questions?
2: Yes. Um. Luckily, fortunately, the fact that I, at uh, I at some point my mom kept pushing me to go and attend the Islam classes with our neighbors. Mm-hmm. I remember my first class when I got there. They were talking about the principles of Islam, and yes. the most interesting one I learned was uh, paying the car. Yes. So. The value of uh, companionship, have the, I mean, companion, feeling, sharing with others, you know, mm-hmm. the small you have. Yes. At least I think I got it from that day. Yes. yes I love, I love when they do it and I love being with myself. Even when my mom says, um, she, she's in the house and says, oh, if the house is packed up, we should pack some clothes you don't, you don't put on and they take them to the church. At some point I was concerned and I told her, but oh, it's take clothes to the church. Mm. When do you ever take them to the mosque? Mm. And um, she still since in the tradition, sometimes like three months, uh, almost like a year, she mm-hmm. says. what are the things you don't wear? And I learned by that that to give these things with, you, give, you don't give them the torn ones, you don't give out the, you know, the ones you feel like ah, in the longer one run, you give something you really mm-hmm. have passion to, and you say, oh, I think the person who gets this blouse will really love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So... Um, the value of compassion and then uh, respect because uh, that's very simple class. I remember I was in people mm-hmm. that's around nine to ten years mm-hmm. they were talking about respect. Yes. Respect, selfish, respect for elders was one thing they kept mentioning to get mm-hmm. I think I'm like okay this is interesting like the way they keep pushing for their interest of for so the respect of elders, you know,
0: when you find someone, speak to um, them with respect. Yes. Um, so I, I noticed, Shamim, that you keep saying now because the things that... Uh, did you... You didn't tell us what have you decided, you know, to, you know, move forward with as, you know, your religion or or not, if you're not practicing any... What do, what do you say you th- your faith is now? Faith. And, and, you know, as an adult.
2: Okay. Um, uh, okay. The fact that I'm now married to a Catholic man. Yes. I had to go through the baptism of Catholics. Then I walked down the aisle to the Catholic Church. But we agreed with my husband that I would like to maintain my name because it means a lot. So uh, we didn't go through the whole process of swearing. Ask because I told the man to maintain my name.
0: And, okay, uh, so you wanted to maintain your name. Still, yes,
2: okay. the family is still respects me and calls me, refer to me as Shereen.
0: Now, being married to mm. a man of a different faith, a Catholic man, mm. Um, mm. Do, you, do you think you're going to um, raise your children Catholic uh, or you, you'll still explore both, you know, faiths or all the faiths you've grown up? Uh,
2: Practicing. Well, um, um, uh, uh, the fact that, uh, that this, uh, we have a two-year-old daughter who is now baptized, at least I've ensured that every time they must go to church because uh, me sometimes I'm away uh, for school or something. So I, I thought that the, I, I, I assure, uh, luckily I also go to a Catholic maid who loves praying, so at least go to one church. But I keep telling the dad, nevertheless, when this girl grows up and uh, hopes to change her mind about religion, mm. I think uh, we shall let her, because uh, of course, when any time comes, we go to my mother's house and celebrate. Mm-hmm. So as she grows, she will grow in her religion, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, if she ever grows to you know explore and cross other religions, uh, as an individual who has been in a similar situation, I think I won't hold her back.
0: More generally speaking to the both of you uh, do you think the way you've you know grown up with you know in this special interfaith families that you've grown up in do you think it's affected the way you view the world your world view of religion or practice of it or lack of and and if it has how has it? Um, I think we will answer that to wrap up can can, can um, we go with Karunji first you know, for you? okay. Know.
2: Thank you for the question, Rehama. One thing I've learned is, just like she said, uh, Shamin, I've learned to respect people for their ideas. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes,
2: I have my ideas, but I I do not, I I mean, they don't, the whole world doesn't revolve on me. I have maintained my posture and my position as a child Mm -hmm. in the family. So that is one thing I'm so grateful about. I know how to respect them. I have had them come to me for even religious advice, how do you put up with it? But I told them, if you want to win a man over, you win them with love, how you act around them, how you do it. Um, Karunji,
0: them, K- Karunji, for clarity, who do you refer to yeah. as them? Are you, are you talking about your I'm relatives? Uh,
2: I'm speaking I'm, I'm about my father's relatives. Oh,
0: uh, your father's relatives,
2: okay. I have learned to respect them for who they are and for what they believe in. Yeah. So my life has become a learning thing. I don't stop to learn every day. Well, I wouldn't criticize anyone because we live in, in a diverse and we work in a diverse <laughs> kind of community. Mm. But as long as you respect one another, is what matters most. Because um, while well, you're working, you might be in an uh, a workplace that that well that has more uh, Muslim people maybe, and they want you to do things their way or vice the other religion. But um, as an individual, I wouldn't mind uh, what religion uh, someone comes from or what it is, as long as there is respect. However, um, I think it would be ideal for every child to grow strongly in their religion because God knows us from the same before we are born. So they say, mean you're going to be born by a Muslim parent. Ideally, I should have been born by a Muslim parent, uh, raised as a Muslim practiced because Islam and all that.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for um, joining us today to share your experiences about this. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you've, you you've, you've found this beneficial in any way.
2: Thank you, Thank you so much. All right.
0: Welcome to the second uh, segment of this episode and with me uh, for this part is Dr. Sechanzi Bob. He's been a guest on the show before and today he's come back to share his experiences growing up in an interfaith family where the mom is Christian and the dad is Muslim. And so I guess we will welcome him back. He's, he's not able to be in studios. So he's also joining via call. So, hello, 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 doctor.
1: Yes, hello. (laughs) Our dear listeners, our dear people who listen to our podcast every other time we upload an episode. I'm happy to be here. I couldn't make it to the production office. <laughs> yeah, <call
0: me>. Okay, to way, aku salam wa'achili.
1: So, what is what matter Leila all our viewers. I was coming to that. Why are you in touch But they're not viewers. Okay. Well,
0: we just let's continue. Okay. So, um Bob, uh we had an earlier conversation with two ladies. Um, who shared yeah. extensively their experiences growing up in such a household. And we would like to hear your version of it briefly. Tell us yeah. what it's what has been like growing up in a family where your dad is a haji, actually, if I remember correctly from the previous yeah. episode, and your mom is Christian. How is yeah. that, um, you know, what? was the experience like celebrating holidays, decision-making about how, where or, or what schools to go to? Um,
1: anything uh, else? Well, well, for starters, yes, my, my dad is called uh, Hadi T. Mohammed. Yes. On the other hand, lately, my mother is a pastor. Yes. And they've been married for 38 years? Yeah, I think 38 years.
0: Okay, this is interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. But growing up, uh, we, we grew up in that same mix. Right? It's a bit of a liberal system at home. Okay. So everyone kind of follows what they believe in. I see. We are a family of uh, six, uh, six children.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah, so... My sisters, my sisters decided to take the Christian route. So one of my elder sisters, Protestant. My other sister, my other elder sister, is uh, Catholic, and my younger sister is uh, born again slash Protestant slash whatever she wants to do that Sunday.
0: Yeah. So what I was asking, um, I know yeah. you've given us a general picture, but uh, can you talk to me about now, like let's say prayer time, right? Like who teaches you how to pray, what to, you know, how to practice, you know, Islam or whatever religion. I don't think at a young age you you are old enough to decide what to do in that regard. So what was it like, you know, when it came to your parents telling you what, how to worship, what to believe in, like wh- how did they instill those morals and, and uh, different culture, I mean, um, religious practices that go along with that?
1: yeah so growing up, growing up uh, we were exposed to all the Christian faith and the Muslim faith okay. So as we grew up on, on Sundays to church okay and on Fridays we would go to the mosque okay So my liking of the Islamic faith came when we we had to spend holidays at my grand Kampala in Go and she she she's not one of these taunch ladies. Yes. She's the kind of person who, who who's also a bit liberal. So we would go to the in, to schools, you know, those uh, teachings where you go to, to the mosque during the holidays.
0: Yes. Madarasa,
1: I mean, yes. Yeah, like sort of like darasas, but more not technically darasas, but, yeah, I think in, 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 in Islam. That's what, that's what. But you would go there just to chill with a fellow Muslim, like a fellow kids. Mm-hmm. And then you would have a Sheikh. The Sheikh teaches you how to pray. The Sheikh teaches you the asana. The Sheikh mm-hmm. teaches you basically everything. So, and the uh, holidays would be roughly a month. Okay. But within that month, I would learn a lot. I yes. would learn a lot. Something that would be quite eye-opening to my relationship with the Islamic faith.
0: Did your parents uh, ever outrightly ask you to? Choose? Did they ever give you a choice and say, you know? Now you can choose A, B, C, D. How did you go about choosing that I'm going to practice Islam or I'm going to, you know, practice, you know, Christianity for your siblings? Uh,
1: Surprisingly, they they didn't really dictate on what I was going to to practice. Yes. Yeah, so basically what what they, even up to now, whatever decision we make, they throw everything to you and then you try to get what you want. I see. (laughs) <laughs> so, you, you, growing up, we, we, we kind of experienced all, we experienced all, and just as really say when Allah calls you for something, you, can, you, you there's a way you can't, you, you, you can't say no, because I, I was exposed to both, but then at the, I was exposed to both religions, at the same time, mm-hmm. my sisters were also exposed to both religions, but we took different paths.
0: Are there any unique challenges, I mean, you've faced or you're still facing based on the way your family has been structured and as an interfaith family and, you know, how you navigate, you know, being Muslim for that matter, but with that background?
1: Yeah, but first of all, the challenges come in when it comes to family, our family setup. Yes. The social pressures are a bit different. Yes. Uh, because on my, ma- on my father's side, uh, we are predominantly Muslims, yeah. staunch Muslims. So there's this whole other bit of trying to throw shade, that my father is raising uh, his kids in the wrong faith, married the wrong woman. Yeah. All that comes in. Yes. And so today, uh, all my relatives he's trying to make it like uh, Christianity is the worst thing that has ever happened. Yes. Instead of explaining why they think so, but it's all, it has, bad people, Christians are not the right people to be around with, who you took your sisters to the wrong side of religion to be Muslims and all that affected the way, and even my curiosity to understand why, why do they call Christians bad people? Growing up, that is what I thought. Yes. Part of my life has made it look like a bad guy.
0: Yes, So Jesus is so the, a bad guy or oh, Christianity yeah. is a
1: bad guy. Okay. I see. Yeah, because he's the one who's leading the whole Christian faith and all that. So my life is kind of made it look. Yeah, Christian is a bad religion, like totally bad. Hmm. At the same other side, they make it look like okay, we are very welcoming. We are very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Even explain like, uh, learning about both. Both religions. Yes, because even growing up, learning how to read and write, we use the Bible. I see. So w- what happens is, uh, all of us, the six of us, so when you're growing, up, my mother is it. it has a, a teaching background. So as a way of learning us how to read and write, you pick a chapter in the Bible, write it, read it, and explain it to her.
0: Essentially what you're saying that, you know, your mom, because she's the one spending more time with you, she's she's the one, you know, um, doing all the, you know, decision making in terms of how, you know, certain, you know, certain things are learned by the children in the family. So she takes up, you know, most of the things you're learning very much inspired or they come from a Christian inspired background.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because she she used to spend a little time with and poor uh, woman she, she didn't know a lot about the Islamic faith. Yes. So it was Christian, the, the Christian faith, Jesus, the Bible.
0: I have to, I want Basically, to I want to ask mm-hmm. that maybe just for you to clarify on this. Your mom um, did, did you know that your mom had you know chosen to stay Christian and your dad Muslim? Did they ever tell you those you know that they had made those decisions and they were willing to raise you all in a liberal kind of family, or those are things that just formed on their own?
1: I, I think those are things that formed on their own. Up to now, no one has ever asked why each one they had different faith. Right? Yes, yeah, but you have grown growing up. You have always, Hope. Love conquers all. Like, yeah, if you love someone, God doesn't want you to be unhappy.
0: I see. I, I I'm curious though. What how, what how is it been in terms of like the bond between your parents? Because now you identify as Muslim. Would you say that now you're more closer to your father now that you have something you share in common more than with your mother? Um,
1: yeah. So. They have always had a good relationship. They have always had a very nice, exciting relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a bit rare. It's a bit rare. I've, I've interacted with so many families which are which have two religions, and it's it's not as as straightforward as it is in our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but their relationship, oh, 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 definitely, as while we were younger, relatives used to come in and try to disrupt the entire relationship. Yes. Yeah,
0: I'm curious. Um, I'll ask another question. Sorry, this is seeming really interesting. Um, so you know, in Islam, uh, there's the big um, discussion about when you're raising children, it's important you raise them in, you know, the according to the principles of Islam and and the practice. And I would be curious to know if. I mean, if you know this, um, how your dad felt about, you know, like, you know, now that you you grown up and, and some of your siblings and your, your sisters, you mentioned are Christian now um, mm. has does he like in any way express, you know, how he feels about that? All those are things that are never, you know, explored or discussed openly. And feel free to not comment if you feel like that's not something you want to comment.
1: Growing up, we did, we, we didn't realize why our, my father used to take us to our our Muslim grandfather. Yes. I, uh, later in life, when we realized, oh, he was trying to teach us to be better Muslims. I see. Yeah, and he didn't think it was the right place to do it to do it by himself. Maybe he was a he was a little bit he was a busy guy. He's still a busy guy. Mm. But he used to take us to with different families at home, yeah. at in our know, to our relatives. That are a bit liberal, yes. And they would teach us about religion. Mm. Like more than seventy percent of the religion, I know, I learned it from my grandmother. Yeah. So do. All that the holidays, that one month or one and a half month, that term holidays, I would come back a better Muslim. I would know how to recite some surahs in the Quran. I would know what the Quran teaches about something. I would not read some little basic Arabic. Yes. Yeah. And then when I would come back, it was not uh, that my my mother would uh, kind of direct you to be a Christian.
0: Okay.
1: Because at so what, she... when I would come back for holidays. Yes. I would be uh, definitely the iman would be a bit higher. I see. And, and she would provide for me everything that I needed, even during the fasting season.
0: So she was she very would supportive.
1: Why, yeah, I should ask, why are you not fasting? Yes. And then you'd have to look for reasons. Oh, I have ulcers. Oh, I have whatever disease it is. But then it should be hard on you. If you're going to fast, why don't you fast? Fasting is good. They, the Quran. She knew some little basic Quran teachings. Mm-hmm. She, wa- she was very, very supportive. She wasn't uh, calling us to go to the church every Sunday, no? Mm-hmm. She would just ask, do you want to come with me to, ah, to I church see, today? I see. Yeah. And if you said no, she'd be like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, she would be like, okay, okay you, you need to go to the mosque.
0: And then, you know, when you later grow up, it, the decisions yes. you make on what faith to follow is your, decision as, your decisions as adults, not... Um, you know, not as, you know, kids who have grown up a certain way, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I see. Uh, in your opinion, mm-hmm. sorry, you can mm-hmm. complete your thought there. Sorry, cut you.
1: Yeah, the, the decisions that we made uh, when we grew up, when you grow a little bit older, mm-hmm. we are based on our father understanding, our independent understanding of religion. Basically, by the parents, but more more attending Juma prayers, more attending being in Muslim spaces.
0: Yeah,
1: and also going, schools. The schools you attended, where you join the Muslim students associations and all that. All that shaped the way I, I feel about religion.
0: Hmm. I in my discussion with people who have been in this kind, who have grown up in similar, you know, families, interfaith families. Yeah. I've noticed that a few people have experienced conflict. Say one parent is pulling the child to their side because they have these misperceptions about a certain that other religion that the partner practices. Or if not, it's out of you know just having not enough knowledge or understanding of how to raise the child the way the dominant um, religion is practiced in the family, just not having knowledge about that, or just generally circumstances that have you know in their relationship that are that need lead to that. Do you think in your family you've had those kinds of you know scenarios where you felt like one parent is pulling you the other side, and the other is also campaigning that you go the other side?
1: Uh, no. I think it's a bit. Uh subconsciously i think so because let me give you an example on my graduation i graduate yes and uh, my mother gave me a bible as a gift yes my father gave me a quran
0: <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm laughing because this is interesting
1: yeah but subconsciously i was getting the message i was getting the message that's okay. You, you you come this side. You come this side. But that was a little bit when we were a bit older. <laughs> yeah, but but up to now, up to now we have grown up to be a little bit uh, liberal, and mm. there are some unwritten rules at home.
0: Say the They're not
1: written anywhere. Yeah,
0: but they're rules.
1: But they are rules. What they kind? Are, you, you don't bring alcohol in in, in our home. Okay. You don't, you don't bring pork in our home. Okay. I've never, growing up, I've i never seen anything alcoholic in my in our home. I see. It's not that they they ever told anyone don't bring it, but it's just something that is silent.
0: I see. So there's this respect for the fact that it's, yeah, it's a family yeah, that has of, people who are not, yeah. you know, who don't adhere to certain dietary or.
1: Yes, mm, like so. pork, no pork. We we can't even you can't raise pigs. Even even if you're Christian or Muslim, you can't raise pigs. You can't put on short things at home. Yeah, it's unwritten. No one has ever told anyone to, uh, to about short things. But there's something that when you're going home, you can't wear those things. Mm-hmm. Even for my crazy, i have a very crazy young sister, but she still puts on something. Uh, Something legit, that is is defeating the family. But no one has ever told her, okay, stop putting on short things. Mm -hmm. And even prayer times, even prayer times, when someone is praying in the room, the grandkids and other kids know. They know you can't disturb someone who's praying.
0: In hindsight, um, do you have some things you think you should have had or you should have been supported with growing up in an environment like that that you now would want a child growing up in such a family to have?
1: Uh, I think I would have loved to to be more around uh, those, those visits we had to our grandparents. Yes. They kind of shaped a lot of, of what I feel about the Islamic faith, and I wish I wish I had had more of those. Yes. Yeah, I just wish I had had more of, of those. But aside that, there's nothing I think I would I would have changed about how I grew up.
0: I, I'm, I'm going to go back to one of the points you mentioned, though. I should have followed up. Um, so you said that, you know, as adults, your siblings, your, your brothers, everyone has chosen, you know, a certain f- to, to follow a certain path, you know, in terms of religion. Yeah. Would you say your parents are very supportive of that? And if they are, what would you say? In what ways do they show they are supportive of that? Especially your dad, you know, because he's Muslim and, and your sisters are not.
1: Yeah, and so on my dad on my dad's side, yes, anything we have grown up and we have been raised, anything that makes one person happy, is the way to go. So even when it comes to their choices of men, yes, he has been very supportive, just like any other parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when 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 my sisters have family problems, they come to him, and he will give them. A, the realist view of the way he sees things. He doesn't instruct religion to be like, hey, I told you, I told you, with a non-Muslim man is like this and that.
0: Uh, so it's important to explore. We, we we explore that a little deeply because they sometimes people think that you know being supportive of someone is agreeing with how they're choosing how to lead their life do you yeah. think that your father has been and and uh, you can clarify about this um but it sounds like your father has been supportive but it's it's also he's been very you know he's he's given them i think an opportunity to hear his side and his view about religion right and what he thinks should be the way to go but he lets them decide for themselves right is that what you're saying yeah. getting this. Yeah.
1: Yes, that is exactly what I'm trying to say. Hmm. So e- even the schools my sisters attended, we are not they, they were not joined. Yeah, so they went they went from uh, a Catholic school to to High. I see. Yeah, so totally different religious dimensions. Yes. And uh, from there, they they also learn a lot, a lot, a lot of of Islam. From there, mm-hmm. okay. so surprisingly, they, they know a lot of a lot a lot in the religious sect, in the Muslim sect, more than me than me personally. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that um, you know, growing up in such from such a, you, you sound like you have such a unique experience. Do you have specific you know, values or lessons you've learned um, as a result of this experience that uh, you think have shaped has shaped how you are and and your view of the world. And if they are, what are those that you would be willing to share?
1: Yeah, I, I think growing up from a mixed religion family I mean, to me one thing. Yes, is is this liberalism of letting people choose what they want. Mm. And looking at uh, at uh, religion, not as a divisive means, but something that is supposed to unite us. I see. And more especially when it comes to the radicalism that is surrounding Islam of late. Something that I think is uncalled for. Okay. We cannot both occupy the same space without, in harmony, without having conflict. And I'm not looking at this from a family point of view, but as a whole, like the world as a whole, Christians and Muslims can stay in the same place without having conflict.
0: Coexistence. I think the world now is, is turning towards that because there's been a lot of radicalization too and spread of hate speech against certain sects, I think. So, depending yeah, and, on how you
1: uh, look at it. That, that is seen from uh, only people who have been exposed. If someone is not exposed to this multi-religious uh, perspective, most of them still have that radical point of view.
0: Yeah, it's actually a very what? good point. It's a very good point you raise.
1: Yeah, because I, I've, I've been interacted with a few Muslim sheikhs who think even... Uh, even being in the close proximity with a Christian is a thing. I'm mm-hmm. I, I not so good at... I don't know about any any Islamic teaching that says that, but it's something I would need to be corrected on.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: mm-hmm. even sharing with a, someone who's non-Muslim
0: mm-hmm.
1: is a bit haram. Yeah. Mm-hmm something that I, I don't know about since I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a scholar in Islam. I just, I know basic Islam. But those are some things, things that really make my Islam to be seen mm-hmm. as a radical religion. Mm-hmm.
0: So one last question, and I have some, some thoughts from listeners who have had similar cool. experiences. I'll read that out loud, but I want to get your thoughts. So what would be those Thoughts you have for listeners, and especially parents and guardians raising children, um, of you know, different faiths, or if their parents are of different faiths, how can they best raise children, um, in such a family? Yeah,
1: I think that the, the most thing, the most important thing you teaching the children is how to be good people, irrespective of different religion. Okay. And giving them a choice, giving them a choice giving them the opportunity to make their own choice. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen very many very many people who are who are Muslims or Christians, but they don't like their faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But expose all the children to both sides.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Expose them to both sides and let them choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know very Muslim, very many Muslims schools. be against this because the Quran told me, talks about how you're supposed to groom, how you're supposed to. But it is it is something that is a bit contentious. Raising children in both sects is a bit contentious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even the Quran. But as a human being, as a human being. One thing that I've been taught is be good. Just be taught how to be good. You don't need to be Christian to be a good person. You don't need to be Muslim to be a good person. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have to be any of the two to have good values in life. Yes. And and the way we raise our children even the, the perspective of Islam, I think scholars should come out and, uh, or most of our sheikhs who have been exposed a little bit, should come out and clarify some of these things. Because I know many families who, who are at crossroads because of religion.
0: I see. And
1: yeah. in some, some parts, in some sheikhs make it uh, look like, okay, when you disown your yeah. child because they are not Muslim,
0: mm. That's a
1: good thing
0: to do. Yeah. I have I have some thoughts here. Um, to oh. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, but let me just, you know, to conclude, let me just share some of the thoughts I got from uh, people who contributed to this episode. Oh. So I have Isaac, um, a 35-year-old Ugandan best in Maryland, uh, United States of America, and... Isaac identifies as Muslim, and he was raised by a rivati mother and an absentee dad. He says, Muslims should be open-minded and more supportive to other Muslims from such backgrounds. They should try to understand their experiences and offer practical solutions to help them improve their knowledge of the deen. And I have Ramla. She's 25 years, and she's based in Nairobi, Kenya. She says, if one intends to become a parent, they should be ready to choose a clearer path on which to raise children, more f- preferably choose a religion that's more comf- comfortable to them and their partner. She adds that, however, it's important for parents to walk the talk it shouldn't stop at choosing teach children by molding behavior first and then create an enabling enabling environment for them to access knowledge and resources about that belief system and the last one is from a 25 year sorry a 28 year old based in Uganda she was um she's currently living with um Uh, practicing Christian mom and a Muslim dad, and she says parents should present a united front, even though they are from different religious backgrounds. When a parent openly disapproves of his partner's religion, it causes such a big disconnect, especially when said spouse is loved more by the children. Religion then becomes a big divider and it becomes too personal. So...
1: Great, great thoughts, great thoughts. That,
0: uh, those are very nice remarks. Yeah, actually, this this has been such a sensitive topic, and um, I really appreciate that you came out to share your experience and perspective on it. And everyone who came on the show, who and who, and everyone was offered thoughts and perspectives through the research. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, um, for listeners please don't forget to share the episode with your friends and family if you've enjoyed it. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. to Pomoja, a podcast that explores gender, culture, and social issues affecting Muslims in Uganda and beyond. The Pamoja podcast is created by Rehama Namkose, made possible with support from the Ugandan American Muslims Association, and is produced by Eight Media Pictures. You can find the podcast online at SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, on iTunes, and anywhere you'd like to get your podcast. You can also find us on our social media platforms, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Pamoja Podcast. You can send us your suggestions for topics at Pamoja Podcast at gmail.com.